everybody please take a seat. Good morning, boys and girls. I'm your substitute teacher, Mr. Tinman. And our first assignment today is what you want to be when you grow up. So we're going to go around the room. You over there with the Afro puffs. What do you want to be when you grow up? Um, I'm thinking about a hairstylist or like a designer. Those are some pretty good professions. And you over there in the Marlins jersey, what do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be a baseball player. Well, that's a pretty awesome profession as well. And you over there sitting there with the tiara. What would you like to be when you grow up? I want to be a DJ. Oh, that's a pretty crafty profession. And you, back there with the bus saw dreads, what would you like to be when you grow up? Uh, I, I want to be a motherfucking soldier. You better ask somebody. Hi, T. And welcome back to another edition out of Mighty Sports Podcast. Yo, I am your host, the one and only Dallin Thomas Taylor, the one and only Brooklyn Brook Buzzsaw, aka your favorite podcaster, favorite podcaster, aka the Tin Man, aka Tony Baritone, aka this. Listen, I'm done here. I'm Brooklyn's favorite child, and this is listening to the Mighty Sports Podcast. It's a beautiful day down here in South Florida. Another beautiful day down here in South Florida. Ironically. Believe it or not, like it's, it's it's actually still kind of pretty warm. It's like 84 degrees, but 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 skies are nice and are nice and clear. It's a decent breeze going on out there. Like you could roll down, you could ride in a car with your windows down and get a little breeze going through your hair. If you understand what I'm saying, things are nice and clear. But it is October 16th. We are a week away from the NBA. We got some football to get it to. Man, I mean, we got a whole lot of football to get into. And somewhere along the line, I could have swore LeBron James said, shut up and dribble. But, 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 you know what I say. Regardless of that time. Take that, take that, take that. And regardless of the weather. It's always a good time to talk some sports. So, let's start talking. My team, sports. Woo! Back at it like a sports fanatic. Man telling you like just when you think the sports week isn't gonna give you enough to talk about just when you think that things are just gonna be kind of calm cool and collective we get a couple of doozies in the world so 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 with 
the start of the NBA basketball season being just one week away, folks. We already talked about this. We got the matchup in LA going on that night. We got a matchup in the East going on that night. So, the NBA starting just one week from now. First of all, first of all, first things first. The first thing we gonna talk about, the very first thing we gonna talk about is your dear friend, LeBron James. Now, granted, this wasn't initially the first the first topic to come up, but like I said, the week hands you nuggets sometimes, and what and you just have to take what the week hands you. And this week, we were handed LeBron James, basically saying the equivalent that an owner would say to him, or a GM may say to him, of "Shut up and dribble." LeBron James basically said that to a general manager in the NBA, basically "Shut up." And GM, he called him uneducated or unknowledgeable on on a on a subject. He he said that an individual was not thinking of others when he made a tweet about human rights. He basically we we, we talked briefly about this last week, right? Where where where, where the Rockets GM made a tweet about what was going on in Hong Kong, right? And with that tweet, obviously, came some backlash from the Chinese government because the Hong Kong government is is is, is rebelling against, let's call it what it is in a way, they're rebelling against the Chinese government for their freedoms because the Chinese government doesn't believe in freedom of speech and, 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 free, and, and freedom, period. Full force freedom. No, they are, they are a communism. And because of their population and their mass numbers, and we realize how much more money it takes or it adds to everybody's pockets when you do business, when you're able to do business in China, you have the NBA initially trying to back down on their GM saying, so, and then coming back initially saying that, hey, you know what? Like, we stand for freedom of speech. And LeBron James basically came out and said, you know what? Uh... Yeah, we do have freedom of speech, but sometimes that freedom of speech hurts us, and this guy was uneducated, and he didn't think. And then the thing that got me the most, right, the thing that got me the most is that he couldn't wait a week. That was the biggest thing that got me, right, was that LeBron James came, and because what happened is that because of, the t of, of when they tweeted it, of when the general manager tweeted it, it affected the NBA players while they were in China. But that's also because... The things that were going on in Hong, uh, in Hong Kong was happening while the players were in China. So, let me ask you this. As a, as a real simple question. If you're going to talk about something relevant, right? Unless you, unless you have to wait to a set deadline. Like, maybe you do like a podcast once a week, right? But if you're going to talk about something of relevancy, right? As you're seeing it happen in the moment. And you see... Let's say the Trayvon Martin situation, right? And you see what happened, or, or, or any police brutality moment that you see that happen, or any moment that, that you feel like, hey, you see that happen. Instead of mentioning something then and there, as it is happening, hey, we stand with you, Hong Kong, right? Because you saw what was happening down there while the people down there, while your people were in China, 
You wait a week later, we stand with you, Hong Kong? What if nothing's happening in a week? What if in a week they they resolve their issues? I mean, let's just say, like, hey, let's just say in a week they resolve their issues. Then, then, then what strength does it have to have any support from anybody in America if everything's already resolved? Then you say, like, oh, oh, I, I, we support you now after you already went through all of the killings, all of the violence, all of the terror, all of the discrimination. Everything. Just to try to show support afterwards, where you showed no support before. Yeah, yeah, you understand. And that's some cowardice shit. And, and and if you understand how America has been dealing with with other countries, that's not really how the way we deal with it. If we see, if we've seen communism almost anywhere, we've almost tried to snuff it out everywhere. LeBron James has made a tweet almost something similar. A, a threat to human rights anywhere, um, um, anywhere is is a is a threat to rights everywhere. But yet LeBron James is one of the first people to cower. Once he realized, oh, it was it, it it may have affected his safety. First of all, see, this is how you know he he ain't, he ain't no real soldier. There is a difference. He talks big, but he ain't no real soldier. Because I've been in countries while we've had while while we've had hostile moments. I've really been behind those lines. But that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk. We're, we're here to, to mention, talk about LeBron James basically telling the general manager for Houston to shut up and dribble. That's basically what he said. Shut up and GM. Because he told him that he could have waited a week. What would a week have done? You know what? And 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 if you think I'm, I'm going off 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 kilt here, then once again, when you're talking about standing up for human rights, when is a good time? When is a convenient time? And this is where I'm. This is this is what is what irks me because. LeBron James wants to sit there and all of a sudden talk about the convenience of it, of the moment. But there is never a convenient moment. There is always going to be somebody inconvenienced. There's always going to be somebody put in danger. So basically what LeBron James has said, I'm just mad because you did this in a time that affect, that put me in danger and affected my money. Because when LeBron James is mentioning anything else about human rights, he doesn't care about who it affects or who it puts in danger. So let's, let, let's, let's reel this in a little bit. Because this also goes back to me, the, the same people that were talking about Colin Kaepernick, right? A lot of people, the same, a lot of the same people that were talking about Colin Kaepernick, that said, "Oh, they found the timing of his protest inconvenient. Why did he have to do it during the foot, during football, during the national anthem? Why did he have to use that moment? Why not use his own platform?" You know, there was a ton of people that was mad at Kaepernick, Kaepernick about that, and I'm like, "Yo, why not use the biggest platform that you have, right? Why not use that if you're trying to get off a message?" The gym, the general manager for Houston, didn't even use his biggest platform. He threw out a random tweet. Yo, we stand, yo, we stand with you and, and your fight for um for democracy. And now all of a sudden LeBron James is saying, yo, you should have waited a week for that? Oh, your timing was wrong? How was the timing wrong when the people were being hosed at that moment? How was the timing wrong when the people are being beat and battered at that moment? How was the timing wrong? Once again, because LeBron James is only thinking about himself because once again lebron james has made it seem like he is a person that stands up for all kinds of human rights everywhere regardless of what but no 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 he has definitely drawn his line in the sand now and i know a lot of you people think i'm being hard on lebron james because i have because because i've been hard on lebron james in the past no he put himself in this moment listen i've been hard on on on, on james harden 
You didn't hear me. You didn't hear me throw James Harden underneath the bus. Like I said, they threw James Harden in a bad position. They had him trying to talk in a position that he really had nothing about. And he's just over like, yo, I'm sorry. We're like, yo, we love China. We but we also love peace and democracy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the people in China show us love. That's truth. He only can speak on the truth. LeBron James went and 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 he and he scolded the general manager for the for the Houston Rockets for the tweet he did because he found it inconvenience to his personal lifestyle. Not because it, it not because it it was it was the wrong thing to say. Not because like oh like this was this like this is something that definitely needs to be talked about in in and what was going on in Hong Kong. It wasn't because he he was saying anything against all of that. It was just because it inconvenienced him him and and while somebody chose to stand up for human rights and it affected him he thought that person should have shut up and just did his job and minded his business because it affects lebron james as a basketball player it affects lebron james as a media mogul it if he, he thought it was gonna affect lebron james for his safety wise mm -mm -mm -mm. so yeah lebron james basically told him to shut up and dribble for a guy that prides himself, or, or at least portrayed the image that he prided himself on human rights. <sighs> There's a word that we have for people like him, and that's... Cannot play with him. Cannot win with him. Cannot coach with him. Can't do it. I want... We put him in the bed. Because he's a piece of poop. LeBron James gets the... the animal. LeBron James gets a piece of poop award for this week. Because LeBron James basically just pulled a cowardice move. All day, every day. He pulled a 100% cowardice move. But that's not the only news that happened in basketball this year, or this week. We got a lot of good news that happened in basketball this week, because this week in basketball... Why don't you help us out, LeBron? Why don't you, why don't you help us out a little bit? You know what, LeBron? I don't want your help on this subject. But we have some really good news in basketball this week because in the WNBA, we finally had the opportunity to crown a WNBA champion. And folks, I don't know if you remember if I told you this correctly, between the Washington Miskits and the Connecticut Suns, whoever won this, it was going to be this team's absolute first time winning an NBA championship, WNBA championship, whatever you want to call it. I just like to call it NBA and they're ballers, right? The ballers championship. And this whole entire finals, this whole entire playoffs, but definitely this whole entire finals for the last two weeks, we have basically made this the Elena Deladon watch. Because, listen, man, for six years we have loved us some Elena Deladon. Like, we have done nothing but talk about her greatness. And the only thing that's been missing from her six years in the WNBA, six-time All-Star, three-time... What's it? Three-time NBA final, fi WNBA Finals appearances. Um, what was this? Two-time WNVP, first woman in the 50-40-90 club. Well, all of that was happening. And uh, don't forget, we got, the, we got the Knicks game in the back, too, as we're talking about balling. All that was happening. There was only two things missing from her resume. That was a WNBA championship and a WNBA finals MVP. And after game one, she looked like she was on her way to both of them. 
But then in game two, she left early with back spasms. And the Connecticut Suns 100% took advantage of that. And they took game two. Elena Deladon came back for game three, got herself cleared because she wasn't going to miss this finals, apparently. This wasn't the first time that she's been in the WNBA finals. You just heard me say this was her third time. The reason why she's not a champion from the first two times is because she has been injured those other two times. If she didn't make this one, she was going to start getting a stigma on her for being, not being able to close out in WNBA moments or not being able to stay healthy when the season ends on some random shit now on this one. So the Washington Mystics win game three behind an emotional boost from their captain, Elena Deladon. And I call her a captain. I don't know if she's really their captain because she just got there last year, right? But game four wouldn't quite swing their way so much. Game four will see the Connecticut Suns come back, pull off a nice hard-fought victory, a nice emotional victory. And take game four and tie it up. And then they would force a decisive game five. Elena Deladon is still not looking like the 20-point per game person that we know as. But she was still definitely looking very so efficient. You can see that she was laboring from the back spasms. But you can see like, oh, she's doing whatever she can to make sure she's on that court. The Knicks are currently down 29-27. 10-59 left to go in the, in the second quarter. So then what happens in game five? Elena Deladon finally puts it all on the line. Elena Deladon gets 21 points, nine rebounds, and an assist. And with that, Elena Deladon and the Washington Mystics are your 2019 W N B A champion. Shout out to the new day, <laughs> folks. Other than Don drops 21 points, right? She gets another 18. Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna make it sound like it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't a full team effort, but Lena De La Don definitely showed that. She wasn't just going to be efficient this game. She was definitely going to be a force. And she added 21 points, 9 rebounds. She she was, she was got help, 18 points, from Tolliver and also from Cloud. But while Alayda Deladon was able to get her first WNBA championship, there is still going to be one thing Missing from her resume. Elena Deladon was not the finals MVP. No, 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 no. That, folks, went to Messiman, who put up 22 points. Listen, she also had some rebounds. I still in there, block, you know, some buckets, some buckets, some buckets. But yes, folks, 
she was able to pull off the 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 WNBA MV Finals MVP. And listen, while perfect storm for me, for me, would have been Elena Deladon getting the Finals MVP. I am 100% happy and satisfied with her getting a WNBA championship. Because back spasms, to have back spasms at this time in your career, that's almost career ending. For, for the herniated disc and everything that she has. That's almost career ending. She may never be the same after this year. So after she gave everything that she had to give just to get this one, this may be all she has to give to get this one. She may not give a, get another chance, at least not as the as the as the leader of the team. I'm not the MVP of the team, but that's okay, because we do have Messerman out here. Messerman was a very efficient nine for thirteen, so let's not get it twisted. Like the, the Washington Mystics are gonna be in a very very good place, and they may be set for a very long time. Now listen, we're gonna take a break because not for nothing, we basically are just about done with foot basketball. Don't forget, we're still watching the Knicks play the, the Hawks in the back. That game is 27-29 still. We got the NBA season started next week. Right, seven days away. We got an opening game that's gonna have the LA Lakers taking on the LA Clippers. And we're also going to have, oh, crap, I think I forgot who that other game was. Yep, 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 yep. I completely forgot who that other game was. But I definitely remember that the, that the Lakers are going to take on the Clippers. I just can't remember who that second game was going to be. Oh, New Orleans take it on Toronto. That's it. They're going to feature Zion Wilson with the champions. That's a week away. So, while you think about the, the the NBA season being a week away, which means that basically Halloween is a couple weeks away, that's 15 days. I'm going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going full-blown football. I mean, football, 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 some wrestling, some baseball, football, 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 football. Click. Let me put you on a game. Being taken advantage of isn't a game and it needs to stop. Aren't you tired of being ripped off by those other guys? Then, head to Multivest Video Games and get the value you deserve on your games and gaming products. Your games cost money and you shouldn't feel like you're just giving them away. So why continuously buy a membership for prices and deals that you should be getting anyway? Multivest Games not only has fair pricing and great trading deals, Multivest has a wide variety of games in all next-gen systems in the PlayStation 4, Nintendo Switch, and Xbox One series, as well as all your favorite old-school titles and systems, starting as early as Atari Nintendo to as current as PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360, and yes, that does include all of the PlayStation's, Nintendo systems, and Xboxes in between. They've been family-owned and operated for over 10 years, just off of the intersection of 183rd and 7th Avenue in the Nurses Registry Plaza. That's directly located at 830 Northwest 183rd Street, Miami Gones, Florida 33169. That's conveniently just Smoke five minutes from Sunrise Stadium. 
790 the ticket and oh no let's not forget tootsies adult entertainment center multi vest games where you save more so you can play more And we are back to the Mighty Sports Podcast. I'm still your host, the one and only Dallin Thomas Taylor, a.k.a. the Brooklyn Buzzsaw, a.k.a. your podcaster's favorite podcaster, a.k.a. Tony Baritone, a.k.a. Tony Thomas, a.k.a. Listen, I'm out of breath. We backs. Thank you for listening. If you're listening, if you're listening right now, right, 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 right now, we're talking about Wednesday night, 8.50 at night. That means there's only one place you're listening to. It means there's only place that you really should be at. And that's right there on the website at mytsports.net. But if you're not and you're listening to the re-air, still love you. Still got love. I got nothing but love for you, baby. I got nothing but love for you, huh? I got nothing but love for you, baby. Like, I still loves you. Right? But that means you're listening to, to, to one of the many places that the podcast is on, right? That could be Podbean. That could be Mixilar. That could be Spotify. That could be TuneIn Radio. That could even be CastBox. That could be Facebook. This, pro- this probably won't make it to YouTube. I'm going to do something to offend them niggas and have them block my shit. You think you want to catch them? I- that's say like iTunes? That's say like Spotify? I was going to put this shit on Pandora too. I may have to go there now. But we all we all in places be wherever you like to listen to your podcast at. If not, just go find the RSS feed. I attach that shit too. I give it anywhere you want it. You want a missionary? You want a doggy style? Like you want you want two legs behind your head? Like you want the leg flipped over? You know what I'm saying? You want it up against the wall, all all dark and grungy? You want it on the car trunk? Like it doesn't matter. You want it in the bathroom? Yo, you want it in the closet with the sheet pulled down, just so everybody can see our feet while the homies are in the room? Like yo, it don't matter. I give it to you however you want. If you want it at the stadium, if you want it with the front door open while your homeboy sleeps in the car, like, like, however, however, we give it to you everywhere. If you ain't understand by it, I'm kind of expeditionist. Not the, not, not the car. Yeah, niggas, I swear. So let's get right into the, the, the NFL season, right? Or this NFL week, because week six was a good week for us. Week six was a good week for us. We managed to come away week week six with only with only 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 four. Did I say it? Four. Really, 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 really. To be honest with you, we really came out of here with only two losses, three losses. To be honest with you, because y'all was here when we when we when we accidentally picked the Jets to win. Y'all was right here. Y'all witnessed it when we accidentally picked the Jets. We didn't even mean to. But we did that here. And we told them, listen, that was out of that was out of that was out of a, out of a weird instinct that I accidentally picked the Jets to win. I wouldn't I told you not to trust it, and I told you to go pick Dallas. But for the those those of you that did trust that, that, that natural instinct pick, you came away with this week of only three losses. And 11 freaking victories. Let's just count it again. Yes, folks, we had only three losses and 11 victories, folks. That is a good week. And if, if, if you picked against 
if you picked against my Jets. Then you had 10 and 4, which means that you still should have made your guap. Now, what am I talking about, folks? Yeah, 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 yeah. My Jets. My J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. Had the biggest upset of the week. And I'm telling you, folks, there was one of an upset this week. And I mean pure, pure, true upset this week. There was one other upset. But you, was it really an upset, or was this just a battle of future titans? And that's what we're going to figure out, not this week, but this season and in the weeks and in these years to come. We're going to figure out if these two young talents that we're talking about here are the truth. We're going to see if this Jets quarterback is the truth. Well, let's get into week six. Week six, folks, we have Buffalo off. We had Chicago off. We had Indy off, and we had Oakland off. So Buffalo was able to basically maintain their winning streak. And listen, Buffalo has a really, really good record, and that record is going to be is not going to be tested next week. <laughs> next week, they might as well have a double bar, but it's going to be a division foe. We're going to talk about that one just a little bit later. First game in the week, we had the Thursday night game, the New York Giants going into the New England Patriots cheating shield. And listen, listen, it, 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 this, this is, there's just some undeniable facts out there, right? Rookie quarterbacks are 0 and 12 with going up against Bill Belichick and Tom Brady in this combination, right? And no amount of love for Jones could stop that. The Patriots, they would cheat to a win. And listen, even when the Patriots do it convincingly, even when they do it respectfully, even when they do it the right way, we will forever say that they are the cheaters because that's where their foundation is based on. Is lies and cheating. So they cheat themselves to a nice little W behind 113 yards from nine catches from Julius Edelman, mind you. But that was one pick we got right. Listen, we ain't going to have a lot of wrongs in this week, which is a good thing to say because, yo, these last couple of weeks, these last couple of weeks, like, we've had some rough picks. But I'm glad that this one comes in a little bit butter. Right. Next up, we had we had the rookie sensation to go down in Carolina, taking on Mr. Turnover Chain, Turnover Chain, Turnover Chain, Mr. Jameis Winston himself. And listen, Carolina would go into Tampa, and they would help Jameis Winston live up to his name with not one, with not two, with not three, with not four, but Booker, help out your boy. With five interceptions, folks. You can't make this shit up. The only way you... Oh, there we go. Crap, dirty, perky, shark, a back, flat, and fort, and fill a bucket, Martin, perkaluma, burton, dirty, bust, Martin, Martin, and out of breath. I am not lying to you when I said, like, you literally cannot make this shit up. Now, you understand, the only thing worse than having five turnovers in a game, right? is if you were sacked 10 times and if you took a loss as well. Well, James Winston wasn't sacked 10 times, but he did take an L. The sack 10 times, folks, is me also taking shots at, 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 the, at, the, at the 
after exercise in futility that the New York Jets expressed last week with whatever kind of game they tried to play last week. And I don't know what it was. I really don't, but it, it was horrible and it was pathetic. And, and oh man, it is something that I, I would never, ever, and I do mean ever want to see again. So Carolina beats the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 37 to 26. Then we had Washington going to Miami and folks, this was a disgusting game that only had two good things, maybe three good things going for. One of them was the Dolphins taking an L and this not going into overtime or the Dolphins possibly even winning a game, that is. And also Terry Mc, Terry McLaurin for Washington getting 100 yards exactly on four receptions, two touchdowns, and all day Adrian Peterson being able to touch that rock 23 times for 118 yards. And let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Is it just me? Is it is it just me? Just me? Is it just me? But is Adrian Peterson going to become the next Frank um Frank Gore? And would that be a bad thing? Because to me Adrian Peterson is basically a Hall of Famer already. If he becomes the next Frank Gore, where he's now just able to, to 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 hang on to team on on a couple of teams here, a couple of teams here, rack up a thousand yards here, a thousand yards there, a thousand you know, seven yards, seven hundred yards here, uh, you know, eight hundred yards here, nine hundred fifty yards there, so, you know, you understand, and keep doing this, a thousand yards here, a thousand yards there, every single season, for for a couple of years, now, not only is AJ Peterson going to go into the Hall of Fame, he is going to be very high on that goddamn Russian Russian record list. I mean, Frank Gore's already what third. Imagine if you give Adrian Peterson this kind of longevity that you give him Frank Gore, this kind of managed workload where he's where he's just in a position to literally just put up a thousand yards every season now. I, I don't see anything wrong with this. I don't see nothing wrong. Listen, we're still influenced by him. We're not we're not we're not showing him praise. We're just influenced by him. Okay. And, and even with that set, using his music as references, because there, there were just times of the culture, I didn't see nothing wrong. <laughs> That's basically me beginning a, a big middle finger if you're offended. Like, just leave. Leave the podcast then. Like, roll bounce, B. We're going to keep talking about this, this, this season, right? Or this week, week six. We had Philly going into Minnesota to take the one. We had that pick, right? Minnesota took, had a 20 to 38 victory as Minnesota fixed their family problems. As Cousins was as Cousins was able to find Stephon Diggs seven times for 167 yards and three touchdowns. And Stephon Diggs, folks, he would lead all receivers this season or this week, I should say, with those 167 yards. Next up, folks, was the game that we alluded to earlier in the show. And that was Houston taking on Kansas City, folks. And this one was as much as a shootout as a shootout could get. It has as many spectacular, spectacular, you know what I mean, fantacular plays that you can imagine. And we just saw Vince Carter bang down a three as he's still doing his thing. I didn't get to see the score, but he's doing his thing. Folks. Basically, this was this was the Red River shootout, and and what really became a, a good time of possession game. You saw, you saw the 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 players from Houston not only touch the ball, 
but touch the ball a lot. Now, not only rack up yards, but touch the ball frequently enough that you say, hey, you know what? We can see that this just this just wasn't big play after big play. And when I say big play, I mean big play yardage wise. Because these plays were you were you were huge. Some of these plays. Hopkins down the middle for a five-yard dunk on, 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 a, on, a, on a fourth and five or a fourth and four, something to that, something to that nature. You understand? Some of these plays were huge. And you can't take away with how big those plays were. How, how that running game still managed to come through. Houston beat Kansas City 31 to 24. Behind 116 yards by Carlos Hyde. He had 26 touches. I can continue. There are a whole bunch of other stats that, that, you, that you can see about the dink and dunk that they did. But really what it was is that they, they utilized the, I guess, the Tom Brady and Peyton Manning kind of philosophy of trying to beat those guys. where And even Aaron Rodgers where, to, 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 to an extent at time, Sam Bradford. Where you don't want to give those guys up extra opportunities at the end to get plays. And Houston really tried to make it in a situation where they were going to keep Kansas City on the bench as much as possible. And I'm not going to say that their defense also didn't play well as, as well. But there's only so, many, so much you can do as a defense against Kansas City. And also, you don't want to give them too many opportunities at your defense anyway. So the formula that was utilized to beat them last week was also utilized again to beat them again this week as Kansas City is now looking at two straight losses. And listen, I don't, I don't want to put them in the same in the same boat as Dallas where we talk about, hey, three losses and you may as well be in panic mode because of how your division looks. I don't want to put Kansas City in that same boat quite yet, but... But if you're Kansas City, there, you, there are going to be some concerns at this point because for two straight games, there has been a formula that has been used to keep you in, in check. And no disrespect, and, and it's a no disrespect, it's, it's an it's a, it's a actual it's a sign to your greatness. Like I said, like the people that are, this is normally done for or we're used to seeing this done for in the past or the... Peyton Manning's of the world, right? Well, you don't want to give Peyton Manning an extra chance at the end of the game. Tom Brady even. The guy in Green Bay, A.A.A. Ron, right? Like I said, at times, Sam Bradford even. There are some guys where you just don't, you don't want to put the ball in their hands at the end of the game or, or, you, or you just wanted to reduce as many touches as they get because... You know when they get the ball, the offense gets the ball, they're just super explosive. Or they can nine times out of ten make something happen, even if it's a field goal. But they make scoring drives. And this this was a listen, this wasn't a low scoring game. We're talking about 55 points here. There wasn't too there aren't too many games this week that surpassed that. Now <laughs> there were a ton of games that surpassed it. There weren't too many. New England, New England, and, and and the Giants surpassed that. Tampa Bay, Carolina was past that. Minnesota, Philly passed that. 
Cleveland, Seattle, Atlanta, Arizona. <laughs> ironically, ironically, but not by much. Actually, but not by much. Actually, they tied it, actually. But even Detroit and Green Bay, as we talk about those two guys. So, they had a top eight performance. Let's just say that. Like, they were in the top half of the, of the league when it, came to, when it come to scoring this week. When it came to scoring this week. But, this was a shootout. Like, this wasn't like, oh, nobody scored. This wasn't like last week's game. Last week's game, I think, like, both of them were, like, like in the teens or something. It wasn't like 13 to 17. That's an ugly game. So Kansas City takes another loss, and they're going to start having to look at themselves and see if they can start getting things back working. Now, luckily for them, luckily for them, they play Denver next week. So you just got to hope and see exactly which Denver that they get. Now, Denver, once again, Denver has a team that can put together the same kind of formula that... took out Kansas City the last couple of weeks. They have Patrick Lindsay. They have a, f a quarterback that not only is a championship quarterback back there, but a quarterback that definitely understands how to manage a game. A quarterback that is not afraid to dink and dunk his butt off. So, what Kansas City's adjustment may need to be more than anything else is really maximizing every single drive and they have to get that defense better because teams aren't are not not scoring on them like teams are 100% scoring 56-51 Atlanta teams are definitely scoring on them so they have to find a way to start solidifying that defense as well now there were there was a trade this week and none of them sent a defensive player to Kansas City none of the trades happened for Kansas City but none of them sent a defensive player to Kansas City and there were two decent defensive players that came out and were traded I, I want to say one of them already played for them so that would have been the reason why he wouldn't even have been a thought but there was one guy that I definitely thought that they should have gotten and we've talked about him here a couple of times and that is one Jalen Ramsey Gino Ramsey has officially been traded from Jacksonville, folks. So, in the very next game where New Orleans took on Jacksonville, Jacksonville once again played without Jalen Ramsey as New Orleans ended up winning that game 13-6. And it looks like that Jacksonville won't be playing with Jalen Ramsey anymore. And at this point in time, I won't be having any more faith in Jacksonville. But let's not talk too much about Jacksonville. I just wanted to tell you that, that he left. We'll talk about where he went to in a minute because we'll get to that team. But what I want to talk to you about is our boy Steady, Steady Teddy, as he led his team to another victory, as he remains undefeated as a starter. We don't count the game that he came in for. He didn't start that game. But he's undefeated as a starter behind only a few quarterbacks this year that can say that. We have undefeated as a starter quarterback of the New England Patriots, Peyton Manning. We have undefeated as a starter, as a quarterback, the guy in Carolina, what, what was his name? Crap. Um, Kenny Anderson, something like that? Ryan Anderson? 
we have undefeated as a starter Teddy Bridgewater we have undefeated as a starter Jimmy Garoppolo and even for a while for Jacksonville two-man shoe was undefeated as a starter for a while for a while but that came crashing down as he as he as he got put to side and rocked to sleep by steady Teddy Next up, we had Seattle take on Cleveland, and Richard Sherman showed them what happens when you... Oh, I'm sorry. That's a completely different team, and that was last week. The Seattle Seahawks showed the Cleveland Browns, the overhyped Cleveland Browns, it seems to look like this so far this season, what happens when you try them with an overhyped team like Cleveland. They beat them. 32-28. The uh, Seattle Seahawks get an additional 124 yards from Chris Carson. 24 touches, one touchdown. So the Cleveland Cavalier, the Cleveland Browns take another L. As the other two teams in, uh, the other two teams in their divisions to um, battle it out. Cincinnati versus Baltimore. And Lamar Jackson has basically said, fuck the pass game. I'm just going to run this shit. As he ran 19 times for 152 yards, a touchdown to lead his team towards 17, a 23-17 victory. Then we had the San Francisco 49ers take on the L.A. Rams. Notice we haven't said that we've been wrong in a while because we have not been wrong, folks. We've gotten all these right. San Francisco 49ers shows you when you try me with a sorry receiver like Crabtree, that's the result you're going to get. They show you what happens when you try them with an overhyped offense for the second week in the straight, for the second week in a row. As they beat the brakes off of the L.A. Rams 20-17. to 17. That's a break beating. I'm 20-7. I'm sorry. 20-7. 20-7. That's a break beating. They had our boy Jimmy. Doing his thing. Doing anything he doing his thing. As he got eight of his passes to wide receiver George Kettle for 103 yards. Putting up numbers. Doing work. Stroking them. Stroking them. For the second straight week. Kyla, I should have played baseball Murray. Is trying to make a fool out of me. Even I mean, I, I really won't even say that. Because he still kind of looked like he should have played baseball. But he's looking, he's looking better. But once again, what have we kept on saying? Even if he shows us that he could be the player that he is as a starting quarterback in the NFL, that just means that he could have been a star in baseball. Which also means that... Vince Carter is killing us. But also means that... He could have made it to a second contract... In Major League Baseball, which means that he could have gotten in excess of, basically by the time of inflation, I'm talking about too, keeping that in mind, $250 million guaranteed. He will be lucky to make $250 million while playing in the NFL. Unless he starts to look really good and starts getting some endorsement money. And then once again, 
If he was really that dude, he would have got it. He would have went to baseball and still got endorsement money and still from the sport that he played. And one contract could have gotten $250 million guaranteed for one contract. Instead, we are talking about he'll be lucky to make $250 million guaranteed or period while playing football his whole career. Go look at Eli Manning's numbers. I know the money's more now, but go look at Eli Manning's numbers. Eli Manning, Eli Manning is considered one of the highest paid quarterbacks since he's been in the league. He's only, that's only about $250 million. I think it's like 260 something, maybe 281 or something like that. So, like, it took Peyton Manning, what, being in New York, winning two Super Bowls, being a Manning, to be able to get that kind of money. Now, I understand inflation is going to get him some kind of dough if he's really that dude, but he could have had at bare minimum what he's going to max out. And that's really what it is. By his second, by the time he made it to his second contract in baseball, he would have been guaranteed already. The amount of money he would have been guaranteed in baseball, right? Just at bare minimum. Would have, would have been damn near equivalent to the maximum amount of money that he would have earned, that he will earn while playing baseball. Football, that is. That's the part that we can't... Listen, so forever and a day, he will have the name for me. Whether he does good, whether he does bad, Kyle, I should have played baseball Murray because... I'm sorry, I'm bendito. He should have played baseball but he got a second straight victory it was a close one 33-34 over the Atlanta team that's been struggling nothing special happened in that game no 350 yard passes no 100 yard receivers no 100 yard rushes just a whole that's a nice game don't worry don't you worry we will definitely make sure that we get all of this squared away. Because I know, I know, I know. I know what you want. You you want to you wanna find out how well all of these guys did eventually. So we'll make sure that we let you guys know how these guys did eventually. But not before we talk about how my... did against the Dallas Cowboys. Now, the New York Jets actually took a, had a nice little early. Listen, I didn't really think they really had a chance to get come away with this victory. Like I said, I accidentally picked them. I couldn't even help them. My instinct picked them. You were here. You witnessed it. I will talk about this more when I come from a break. This is... <laughs> I know you're like, yo, I want you to talk about it already. I know you want me to talk about it. We're gonna take a break. We're gonna we gonna let the we gonna let the locks pull down. We 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 gonna we gonna send some shout outs to a couple of people. We're gonna talk about 
like the industry that I love the most more than anything else in the world because this is what out of this is probably the second industry that has made all things possible for me because it is, this is the industry that helped change my whole mind frame since, since, since I became a man. They didn't join this team to win championships or become famous. They joined because there is important work to be done and only some able to do it. They are brighter, better educated, led and equipped than any team in history. They are doctors, lawyers, engineers, technologists, and combat troops, all prepared for whatever comes their way. You'll find them where the lights don't flash, and the only contract they sign is with themselves and their country. One day, they may be asked what they did to make a difference in this world, and they can respond, I became a soldier. Los Angeles Angels agreed to a three-year deal with Joe Madden. Yankees game postponed. And we are back to the Mighty Sports Podcast. I'm still your host, the one and only talent. Toma, 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 Toma. Take that, take that, take that, take that. Taylor. If you're listening, that means if you're listening right now, man, that means you're listening on MightySports.net, which means I'm really glad. I renewed my webpage today. <laughs> yeah, we had to do that today. That Today was that day. So if you're listening on the webpage, once again, that is the ultimate love and sign of respect. I do appreciate you listening. Not often enough, I, I, lo I love the fact that the people that come to the website and listen to me live. So don't forget, when you're listening live, right, that you can always interact with the show. Just go hit, hit the little bubble right there on the bottom right-hand side of your page. Send me a message. That message pops up. I'm always checking. I'm always checking those messages. Let me know what you think, right? Let me know what's a topic that you want to talk about. Holla at your boy. There is always ways to interact, and I want to interact. So can we talk for a minute? Just let me know. I want to know your name. I want to know your thoughts. I want to know what you're about. I want to know if you think the Knicks win a championship this year. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm just jokes. I wasn't expecting the Jets to win this week at all. But my instinct thought the Jets was going to win this week. And the Jets pulled off the ultimate big fuck you, right? Didn't they, did they not? Because, listen, not for nothing. And, I, and I'll get this out of the way for you Dallas fans that may be listening, right? They, for you Dallas fans that may be listening. Right? Right? Yeah? Right? See how you feel right now? You see see how you feel right right now? You see that feel how you feel like, yo, how could we lose to the Jets? Like, how? Like, we had championship ad admiration this year. We were signed Ezekiel Elliott. We're trying to make that Prescott one of the top paid, the top paid quarterback in the league. You know what I mean? We got Amari Cooper. We supposed to have a style defense. One of the best old lines out there. We had championship admirations. Yo, even T, you put him in your top five a couple weeks ago. They're no longer there, by the way, just to let you know. Right? But yo, you T, you had him in your top five a couple of weeks ago. How do we can't we lose to the Jets? How the fuck we lose to the Jets? Like how? How in God's name did my team manage to lose to the goddamn Jets? 
You see that feeling that you have? That sinking feeling the pike in the pit of your stomach? That makes you wonder every single thing about your football team and wonder, yo, what the fuck are you rooting for? That's exactly how the Jets fans felt last year when we allowed the the Browns to get their first victory. You're welcome. See, it's the circle of life. <laughs> I know it's not a good feeling. I know. My bad, B. My bad. But... It's, 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 it's the feeling that happens. It's what happens. You, Sam Donald, folks, came in there. He stared down the barrel of that gun and he said, you know what, my spleen is no longer swollen. I'm good. I took reps last week, but I couldn't play, but I can play this week. And I'm going to start slinging this ball. And I'm going to start getting it everywhere. And I'm going to do such a good performance that I am also going to get myself player of the week. So to you, Mr. Sam Donald, for getting player of the week. We want you to bring in the Jets to their first victory. We want for making Dallas Cowboys fans question their whole existence as a team this season. Because until that game, Sam Donald, until that game, Sam Donald, I wasn't quite sure that you were the bee's knees. I wasn't quite sure that you were the guy that everybody was trying to say that you were. But after this game, after this game, listen, listen, there's not only a Love Jones going on with the Giants and their quarterback. I'm telling you, sure, boing, boing, babe, Sam is the only one that I have. Listen, I used to serve Uncle Sam. Now I got another Sam to follow, and that's the the New York Jets quarterback, Sam Darnold. He looked pretty, folks. And listen, I'm not biased. We're not going to tell you his numbers because they don't talk. We don't talk about under 350 performances for quarterbacks. But... We do talk about 100-yard reception performances for wide receiver, folks. And he was able to get the ball how many times, Booker? Remind them, folks. Five times to Robbie Anderson, folks. And you're like, wait a minute, he got the ball five times? And he's one of the over 100-yard reception people? What was he doing? Did he get 20 yards per catch? No, folks. He got 25 yards per catch. He put up 125 yards with one touchdown. I'm just happy that they just got a victory this week, this week because... I wasn't sure where these victories are going to come. Listen, even in week one, I thought they looked kind of stagnant. But apparently, he was even suffering in week one. And he was really trying to tough it out. And apparently, he just couldn't get over that hump or lump in his throat. So, I'm glad he's better now. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Jets quarterback, Sam Darnold. Next up. We had Tennessee go into Denver, and Denver <laughs> will force Tennessee to do the quarterback shuffle as they will take out Marcus Mariota, and they will put in 
Jets fans, you know this name well. Dolphin fans, you know the name even better. Ryan Tannehill. Well, trust me, he's not the only guy in the AFC, from the AFC East that made an appearance this week. Nope, nope, nope. Let's also talk about some Fitch magic. That Miami Dolphins for their game against Buffalo next week. They're gonna rely on some Fitz magic to hopefully get them their first victory. And ironically, that would be the one game that they probably could because Fitz magic is probably the one guy that has played for every team in the AFC East except for the New England Patriots. And has started for that team except for the New England Patriots. Why are we talking about Fitzmagic? I'm really mad. I'm really mad that somebody said this, right? Right before I did. Right? Because he stole my thunder on this. And if, if you didn't hear it, then I'll, then I'll say it here first for you. Is Jameis Winston... Like, listen, after this next five turnover, right? This next five turnover debacle. Is Jameis Winston the next Ryan Fitzmagic? Because... Is it like, listen, he'll be a backup quarterback. He could come and he could probably win some games. He can, he can throw for 400 yards in a game, but still give you five interceptions in a game and still not get a W, but also get four interceptions from um, 400 yards in a, in a game and get you a W. And you never know which one you're going to get. That that was the Fitz, that was the magic. That's the magic of Fitz magic that he can go on this hot, these hot streaks suddenly and just put up yards. But then all of a sudden, he just, just turns into this turnover machine. And if this is how they're going to let somebody like Vince Carter go off for three-pointers, he's four for seven for three-pointers in 12 minutes with 14 points, then I don't know how the, how the Knicks are going to guard anybody defensively on the, th on, on the, on the three-point line. What is he at? Small what is he playing? Small forward, power forward? So that means those small forward and power forwards are going are, 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 are to get, get exposed and eaten up and, and demolished. I don't see this happening to the point guard or shooting guard for right now, but... Those are where those guys are at. Knicks are shooting 40%. They're down 54-61. It's halftime right now. They're being out-rebounded as well. And they have more turnovers. And that's exactly how you lose a game. Just like how the, pit, how the LA Chargers lost a game that I thought they were going to win. Right, they lost their game 24-17 behind, behind a bludgeoning attack behind uh, Pittsburgh. As they, they really just basically just... just kind of semi just ran the ball down their throat. Didn't get the numbers that, that you would expect, right? But did a very good job of running this ball down their throat. That game was an unsexy game 24-17. There was a sexy game that happened on Monday night, though, when Detroit went into Green Bay to take on Green Bay. Uh, as as two of the gunslingingest quarterbacks out there, two of the guys that, that, that have some of the best arm talent in the league that can, that can release that ball from almost any angle and get it down the field. We're talking about underhand throws, overhand throws, running with the ball a little bit, releasing it, guiding, guiding their men. And also guys that sometimes they, 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 they may throw an interception or two. I'm more Matthew Stafford than anything else, but definitely... I wouldn't be mad. I wouldn't have been mad if Matthew Stafford had been the quarterback for my Jets over the last ten years. I wouldn't have been. Like, like, granted, the Detroit Lions don't do much winning, but I think that's a Detroit Lions problem more than it's a Matthew Stafford problem. But the Green Bay Packers would be gifted two early Christmas presents, and you know, and they're kind of close to Canada, so maybe this was a early Canadian Thanksgiving present. But 
there was definitely two presents gifted to the Green Bay Packers as there were two face mask calls, holding calls, whatever the hell you want to call it, legal hands to the face calls. Um, plays called on on a, on the on the Detroit's defensive lineman, right? As he was basically just just killing the offensive lineman for Green Bay, and one of them flopped twice, and also brought the brought it to the attention of the referee right before he flopped. That also helped him get those calls, right? As he threw his head back, and these were two plays at crucial moments. We're talking about on a on a fourth down on a and also on a third down on a, on, a, on a crucial play that would have forced that, that I was about to force the Green Bay Packers to punt and on another one that would have that, that probably would have cost a turn that would have been a turn like so these were these were very ill-advised or ill-timed ill-timed or inconvenient times to call to call these plays and these two plays listen people say that you don't win or lose Games on one or two plays and one or two calls. Oh no, the Detroit Lions definitely lost this game on one or two plays or or one or two calls. And when it came out, it not only showed that the referees missed the missed the call and missed the play, but the Green Bay Packers play also said that yo, listen, I I, I kind of influenced the ref and I kind of flopped a little bit. The guy was just kind of getting the better of me. And, I, and, I, and listen, part of me, I'm glad that he was able to say that too because, listen, while he's bragging about it, he also puts a light on himself. And anytime that happens again, basically this ends up being the the, the, the boy who cried wolf. That From now on, nobody's ever going to believe him again. So he's going to get roughed up for a while before any referee is willing to give him the benefit of the doubt because now he has become the guy that cries wolf. And he isn't good enough to be missed. So, there goes the rest of your career being easy. But it's not like to act like that Aaron Rodgers still didn't make the passes when he needed to make the passes. It's not to act like, and I mean, he made some dimes. It's just unfortunate that the quarter, that the wide receiver that he that he made those dimes to isn't here to, for me to big up properly, right, because he didn't pass over 100 yards. But you you go look him up. There is a rookie that came in, right, or a new player that came in, and he's got, and he got his first-time opportunity. And I don't know why I don't have this guy picked up on my fantasy league as of yet because if he is going to be in the lineup for any given time, he is a big body that Aaron Rodgers has already shown that he likes. And if Aaron Rodgers likes you, that means you may be a fantasy football star. This Zud. So we are definitely gonna go and possibly try to get him, trying to see if we can get him. But go look him up. I think he had initials like MVP or MPV, something like that. <laughs> but go look him up. He did. He did his thug thizzle. But he wasn't the highlight. He wasn't. The, he wasn't. I want to say he wasn't high because he was the highlight reel. But he wasn't the one that's gonna get highlighted. That's going to be running back Jamal Williams, who's able to get 14 touches for 104 yards. I told you how we do our system here. Well, we gave him an honorable mention. We gave him an honorable mention. And you know what? Well, since, since we're talking about honorable mentions, you know, we'll, we'll do this for you this week. Because we have our top five for this week. Five Help times, me out, book. Five times, five times, five times. So we have Jameis Winston. Yep, Jameis Winston, folks, led all quarterbacks this week. 400 yards, one touchdown. But, folks, 
what did Booker T just say? Five interceptions, folks. And that is ultimately what killed this team and, and helped Carolina come away for a 37-26 victory. Now we had the Atlanta quarterback also in an L come up with 356 yards and four touchdowns. And he's as he as he as he helped Kyler. I should have played baseball Murray get his first W. As Kyler, I should have played baseball Murray actually was third on this list with 340 yards and three touchdowns, no interceptions in both. And we already told you about the player. We already told you about this player, the player that came away with the... with the player of the week award, and that was Sam Donald, as he had 338 yards, two touchdowns, and one interception. And I don't even remember that interception is really his fault. I can't remember. I know in Green Bay in that game, there was a couple of interceptions that wasn't, wasn't quite the fault of Aaron Rodgers. And lastly, we have the ultimate cheetah who put up 30, 333, 334 yards, that is. Zero touchdowns, one interceptions. This is all he did. Folks, there were seven running backs that had over... We had seven rushers that had over 100 yards, folks. Six of them were running backs, one was a quarterback, and they were all led by this quarterback. Number one was Lamar Jackson on the list, 152 yards with one touchdown. Behind him was Seattle's own Chris Carson with 124 yards and one touchdown. And then after him, folks, we had not the semi, not the half, but the full-blown Nick... Chubb in third place with 122 yards, two touchdowns, and one fumble. Next up, we had all day Adrian Peterson give us a flashback as he was able to put up 118 yards. Right next up, we had Carlos Hyde from Houston touch that ball. We, we talked about how many times he touched that ball. It was 26 times. Those got him 116 yards, one touchdown, and also one fumble. Folks, we had 12 receivers that caught for o that caught for over 100 yards. But as you know, we only talk about the top five, top five, top five, top five, and all of them were led by. We talked about him early. We're gonna mention him again. That is Steph on everything sticks to my hands digs with 167 yards, three touchdowns, as he gets a family reunion as cousins remembers his name. Oh, and in here, folks, we're glad to see him back at the top of this list just so that we can say, Chris, oh my God, when came away with 151 yards, zero touchdowns, and also second place in most yards for wide receivers. Next up, we had the New York Jets wide receiver, Robbie Anderson. Mr. Steal Your Girl, Robbie Anderson. Mr. Speed Through, Mr. 85 Through a 30, Robbie Anderson. I said, we can't, I ain't gonna knock him too much for that. He, you can't just do that. I've done that my damn self, but you're not supposed to do that, right? Mr. Robbie Anderson, 125 yards, one and one touchdown. Next up for the... Hey, where did you play for? I forgot. But we have Kenny Galloway. He may be playing for Detroit, if I'm not mistaken. He came away with 121 yards and zero touchdowns. And then last up, we had Austin Hooper. Uh, folks, yeah, he has that one. Right, for 117 yards and one touchdown, folks. And that gives you your top five for this week. Now, that part was basically the part that we like to really consider the, part, the participation award. But... This portion isn't a participation award. We're about six weeks in right about now, right? And 
So far, we've had some people that's been balling. And we even want to take the opportunity to take this time out to talk about the top five people that have been balling so far this season. Now, folks, you're going to see some familiar names. You're going to see some familiar names from, from, from this week. We're going to see some names from, from people that we think that always should be on the top of this list. But, folks, man, there are going to be a few surprises. Maybe one or two. But, folks, let's get right into it. We have number one, folks. I think you already know who this is. We've been talking about him glowingly all season, folks. And this is Patrick Mahomes, folks. Yes, the new gunslinger, top dog quarterback of the league with 2,104 yards so far through six weeks of football. Behind him, we have somebody with not such a quite impressive with such an aggressive record this year, but he's definitely putting up the yards, and he's the only other quarterback to have over 2,000 yards this season, and that is the one and only Matty Ice, Matt Ryan, with 2,001, sorry, 2,011 yards. Behind him, folks, we have the guy that has fallen out from grace, and he also just took a nice big L to my... That is the one and only Dak Prescott with 1,883 yards behind him, folks. We're surprised that he was able to pull out this list and make it into the top five because this guy doesn't know how to pull out anything. We're talking about the nine kid having Phillip Rivers with 1,785 yards so far this season. And, folks, we got a guy that Mr. Dabo Sweeney decided to call the next Jordan. And, listen, we don't know if he's the next Jordan, but we just showed in a head-to-head -head quarterback that he has the game plan and the right stuff to, I got the right stuff, baby. Uh-huh. And that's to beat Patrick Mahomes. And we are talking about the one and only Deshaun Watson from the Houston Texans with 1,771 yards, folks. Next up, we have the running backs we're going to we're gonna highlight. And we have the one hot cornerback that, listen, that he has been lighting up the place this whole entire year. And I think the only reason why he has not been talked about enough because his skin may be too light for people to want to give him his proper due but numbers don't lie folks christian mccaffrey is the league leader in rushing with 618 yards folks and folks behind him is a guy that we have mentioned several times on this show folks because he's the guy that goes all out remember we've we've mentioned him so many times that we even got a sound for him because he doesn't go limp when he comes to play he doesn't go semi when he goes to play no 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 he he goes full on hard when he goes to play. And we're talking about the one and only Nick Chubb with 607 yards, folks. These are the only two running backs with over 600 yards. That's Nick Chubb and Christian McCaffrey. Behind him, surprisingly, and I say surprisingly, is Jacksonville's own Leonard Fournette with 584 yards. We got Devin Cook behind him from Minnesota with 583 yards. And then they rounded off the top five with the Seattle's quarterback cornerback running back pardon my french on my tongue tied this i must have a french twist in there somewhere but he has 504 yards next up folks there's a guy that we have talked about several times too also leading all wide receivers as we change paces and this is chris oh my god win with 662 yards as he keep putting up decent numbers from week in to week out and with the next wide receiver shows that even without drew Brees, i can still be a top receiver in this league and that is none other than mike 
that than New Orleans' own Mike Thomas with 632 yards. Behind him is Jacksonville's own DJ Clark with 525 yards. And after that, we have the LA Rams wide receiver, um, Coop. What's his name? Christian Coop? Cooper Cup? Well, something to that nature. But, but he has 500 and. Cooper Cup? Yeah, Cooper Cup. 522 yards and after that we have Austin Cooper with 515 yards folks and listen we ain't just gonna talk all offense and not and just leave out the defense folks we have we're gonna do this very meticulously the league leader in tackles right we're gonna stay very simple here the league leader in tackles folks Jordan Hicks from the Arizona Cardinals 62 tackles he is also tied with middle with the other with another middle linebacker, Luke Keekley from Carolina, who also has 62 tackles. And also Joe Sherbert. With also 62 tackle. Another middle linebacker. These are just all ruled by middle linebackers. But then we're gonna switch gears, folks. Cause we because the the players that have the most sacks in the game, folks, we have Shaquille Barrett from Tampa Bay with nine. And we also have Miles Garrett, the defensive end. With also has nine sacks. Most interceptions in the league is Devin McCarthy with four, and in some some other Patriots player with three. Devin McCarthy is one of those twins. I told you, folks, we had a lot of football to get into today, and guess what? We ain't even close to being done. But I know you need a little football break. So we're going to take our last break of the evening. When we come back, guess what time it is? Guess what time it is? <clears throat> it is time for the Mighty Weekly Picks. And it's time for us to give you our Week 7 Picks. But not before we show our love to another patron of ours. First day of School News 9, I'm Donato Ray. And I'm Tito Wilson. Good night. Clear. Since 1964, Connecticut School of Broadcasting has helped place thousands of people just like you in radio, television, and new media careers. You'll learn it all in a hands-on environment in a matter of months, not years. To take a tour of a campus in your area or to find out if a career in broadcasting is right for you, call 1-800-TV-RADIO or log on to GoCSB.com. They didn't join this team to win championships or become famous. They joined because there is important work to be done and only some able to do it. They are brighter, better educated, led and equipped than any team in history. They are doctors, lawyers, engineers, technologists and combat troops, all prepared for whatever comes their way. You'll find them where the lights don't flash, and the only contract they sign is with themselves and their country. One day, they may be asked what they did to make a difference in this world, and they can respond, I became a soldier.
Let me put you on the game. Being taken advantage of isn't a game and it needs to stop. Aren't you tired of being ripped off by those other guys? Then, head to Multivest Video Games and get the value you deserve on your games and gaming products. The games cost money and you shouldn't feel like you're just giving them away. So why continuously buy a membership for prices and deals that you should be getting anyway? Multivest Games not only has fair pricing and great trading deals, Multivest has a wide variety of games in all next-gen systems in the PlayStation 4, Nintendo Switch, and Xbox One series, as well as all your favorite old-school titles and systems, starting as early as Atari and Nintendo to as current as PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360s, and yes, that does include all of the PlayStation's, Nintendo systems, and Xboxes in between. They've been family-owned and operated for over 10 years, just off of the intersection of 183rd and 7th Avenue in the Nurses Registry Plaza. That's directly located at 830 Northwest 183rd Street, Miami Gones, Florida 33169. That's conveniently just five minutes from Sun Life Stadium, 790 the ticket, and oh no, let's not forget Tootsie's Adult Entertainment Center. Multi Best Games, where you save more so you can play more. For CSB News 9, I'm Donato Rankin. And I'm Tito Wiltsey. Good night. Clear. Since 1964, Connecticut School of Broadcasting has helped place thousands of people just like you in radio, television, and new media careers. You'll learn it all in a hands-on environment in a matter of months, not years. To take a tour of a campus in your area or to find out if a career in broadcasting is right for you, call 1-800-TV-RADIO or log on to GoCSB.com. And we are back to the Mighty Sports Podcast. I'm still your host, the one and only, Dallin Thomas Taylor, a.k.a. the Brooklyn Buzzsaw, a.k.a. Brooklyn's favorite son, a.k.a. your podcaster's favorite podcaster, a.k.a. to smack the shit out of your favorite podcaster, a.k.a. Dallin Thomas Taylor, a.k.a. Tony Baritone. I got a lot of a.k.a.s. <clears throat> again, if you listen to the podcast, I, 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 I thank you again for always listening. I'm always going to thank you for listening. Never gonna stop. I'm never gonna stop. Like you make you make this all happen, B. But something else is happening right now in football world. And it's not just the NFL, right? I know I said I was gonna come back and talk about the NFL, right? But 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 there's a bunch of different flavors to, to football, right? And NFL isn't the only flavor of football that, that there is. Like like just like you have different flavors of ice cream, we have different flavors of football. And the XFL draft has basically gone on. And they're about to start kicking off their season. And, and and the XFL draft did a very interesting thing to start to build their rosters, right? What they did was that they had they had draft segments almost, right? And each uh, draft phases, and each phase had ten rounds. And what you had first was the skill players round, where you were able to play pick your running backs, wide receivers, quarterbacks. And he was able to fill your, your team with those players for 10 rounds. Then, you had the offensive lineman phase. Where, then you filled your, your offensive lineup. Right? The rest of that offense <laughs> up. You got that out of the way. Then after that, you got your defensive front or your defensive line taken care of. Defensive fronts. And then the last phase was the defensive backfield phase. Now, every single team was 
and, and that's how they did the draft, right? Ten rounds of each round. And every single team was awarded a quarterback to start off with, right? I, I don't know what order or how they picked it or how, what, what, how it came out. I didn't read that. Maybe I could have done a little bit more research, but it's the XFL. But <laughs> they had ten quarterbacks assigned to them. And there are eight teams in the, NFL, in the XFL, right? We have the Dallas Renegades, the New York Guardians, which you already know I'm a fan of. New York is in the house, always in the building. Brooklyn stand up, Jersey stand up, oh, Jersey. <laughs> Queen stand up, Manhattan stand up, Bronx stand up. We got the Houston Roughnecks, the LA Wildcats, Tampa Bay Vipers, the Seattle Dragons, St. Louis Battlehawks, and the DC Defenders. Dallas Renegades would get Landry Jones. New York Guardians would get Matt McGlowan. McGlowan. The DC Defenders would get Cardell Jones. The St. Louis, St. Louis Battlehawks would get Jordan Tayama. 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 The Houston Roughnecks would get Philip Walker. Seattle Dragon would get Brandon Silva. The LA Wildcats would get Louis Perez. And the Tampa Bay Vipers would get Aaron Murray. When, when everything was set, was all said and done, the way this ultimately played out was that there were 38 players drafted from the SEC, 27 from the Pac-12, 25 from the ACC, and 23 apiece from the Big 12 and the Big 10. That's your XFL. They're coming and they're going to start. And Vince Carter is, is, ton of, is, is, dumping, is dumping tons of money. Like... Into this XFL. And I know because I own WWE stock. And the WWE stock as, it, as it's expanding and getting all of this money from, from all of these other networks as they expand. Their stock really is, is, is has been staying stagnant. Listen. Which for a very long time their stock was stagnant like $16 a share. Now it's stagnant like at $80 a share. And I feel like it should already be like at $160. Maybe. But he's been doing other businesses. This is the XFL is one of those other businesses. But folks... Oh, I know this is the moment that you've been waiting for as we get to the last moments of the show. Folks, I want to I see how quickly we can get this done. Because I'm trying to figure out now if, they, if, they, if we're going to start having an hour and a half show or it's going to be just regular like an hour and a 40 minute show for the most part. <clears throat> Folks, weeks seven is in the house. Can I get an alarm? Can you give me one? Oh, yeah. There we go. Let's get things started. Folks, first off, we have Carolina, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, and Tampa Bay all having a bye week. So we definitely know one thing. Two of the top turnover quarterbacks in the league will not be playing this week. So we're going to have to have some other quarterback take that mantle from them. And I have a good feeling that based off of the defense that hangs around in Bills Mafia, that it may be Fitz Magic. Yeah, folks, that's the first one. Yeah, I skipped over the Monday night game and I went right into dissing Miami because Buffalo's gonna come away with an easy victory there, right? I don't know if it's gonna be easy because that's a division four, but they're gonna come away with a victory there and it's gonna involve a couple of interceptions. And one of these interceptions is going to be for a nope, not a five time, but a six, a Mick pick six. It's a six-piece. Kansas City is going to take on Denver, folks, folks. And that's going to be the Thursday night game game. 
I know you don't want the echo, echo. But we don't see Kansas City taking three straight losses. And we even talked about, listen, that Denver, ironically, does have the kind of team that can beat the Kansas City Chiefs. I just don't see them pulling it off. And, and Kansas City, listen, I, I just act like you, that. Denver still doesn't have a few defensive players on there that still like to make noise and, and, and some guys that may even possibly go into the Hall of Fame at some point. Since Denver, this isn't quite the same team since they lost Peyton Man. They don't come up with the same fire. And Joe Flacco doesn't really help fire up anybody either. Listen, Patrick Lindsay, Patrick Lindsay fires up everybody, I think. But he isn't the guy that you want fire up from. Because I really think that that's what you want from your quarterback. So I have Kansas City fixing their ailments in Denver. Kansas City wins. After that, we have Jacksonville going into Cincinnati, folks. And I know I told you it was going to be hard for me to pick against Jacksonville um, um, without Jalen Ramsey. Well, you know what? It's hard to pick. I pick pick Cincinnati in any scenario. So we're going to have Jacksonville that is going to at least get another victory here. Two man shoe is going to make another appearance. He's going to come over with a victory. Cincinnati as they just don't have enough offensive weapons or any anybody else for the Red Rocket to pass to. So he he's more like 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 a like a gas station matchstick. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, I don't even know if he's calling the Red Rocket anymore. So we got Jacksonville beating Cincinnati. Next up, we have Minnesota going into Detroit and being able to take another one from Detroit. If Detroit is going to start falling into their losing ways, and they're going to fall to 2-3-1 and one, as they never should have let Arizona tie them for that one. Maybe it was a sign to what Arizona may end up being. As Listen, they are at least getting the ball to their players. We see that. Like, like they're getting it to, to, to Fitzgerald and also the other wide receiver that we talked about earlier today. Next up, we have Oakland going into Green Bay. And we're going to say that Green Bay is going to go ahead and, and take another one and get another couple of presents. Listen, I have a feeling that we're that the same way that we were talking about the Green Bay Packers being able to um, beat in Detroit, of being gifted of being gifted a few calls. I feel like we're going to see a couple of them here only because with Oakland, these few calls may actually be justified. Oakland has the kind of team that still plays like the kind of team that you don't want to play anymore in the league. Which is very weird. Because, and, and that's not very weird. Maybe coming, Tony, Tony, <laughs> Chucky, um, Gruden is an old school, is a very old school coach. And he could be very well still coaching in a very old school manner. And it kind of sounded like that when he had one of his injured safeties, I believe. Going doing the whole entire ESPN tour and going from show to show to show to show, and it just eventually just came out that listen, that John Gruden doesn't even care about all of these calls and how this call now. He doesn't want you to go out there and play a game. If you're a hard hitter, go out there and be a hard thumper. He's like, Yo, you, you, you know what you've done so far to get you to this point, do what you continue to do, and I just want you to keep being the best at it. And that kind of explains what Vontez Burfick eventually resorted to what he resorted to because that was what. Vontez Burfick considers himself to be the best at. Don't forget, Vontez Burfick is not only the player, but he is the president of the of the Piece of Poop Award. Okay. 
Like like Lodell Beckham, we just we just like we just, he he's just a face. I think the LA Rams are gonna finally go in and, and take and and continue to put their things in winning in winning ways. Atlanta just isn't looking like Atlanta, even though their running back has been looking fantastic. We're talking about Freeman here, but I don't know if. Atlanta is just doing what is enough to keep, to play winning football. I see the LA Rams, especially since the LA Rams now have Jalen Ramsey and he's probably going to play this week. I have them beating Atlanta and I have them coming away with an interception. I don't have it being a pick six, but I have an interception uh, in, the, in the woodworks. I got Houston going into Indiana and taking another victory that they're going to improve to 5-2. and two. I have San Francisco going into Washington and coming with another victory as they improve to 6-0. and oh. I have the New York Giants and this battle of young bucks. I have this one going the Giants' way as the Love Jones starts to go back in the right. The Love Jones, exciting and brand new. Yes, folks, I have them continuing their winning, win, their semi-winning ways. And, and, and I say winning ways because they're winning just enough to stay relevant in the division. Just think about this, right? The Dallas Cowboys are now officially 3-3, three and three, right? If they lose to Philly, right, who's also 3-3, three and three, any one of these guys that lose, right, because remember, Washington hasn't won a game all season, so, so, so we're not even considering Washington, right? One of these teams are going to lose between Philadelphia and Dallas, which means that the New York Giants will be 3-4 and four if they win. We're probably going to pick Philly to, pick, to win this game, so they'll be 3-4, and four. so they'll be 4-3, and three, and the Dallas Cowboys will be 3-4. and four. Are you telling me that based off of the rest of the schedule and how they've been playing, that the New York Giants, be, well, with, with their newfound... With, the, with their new found fire? With their new found love Jones? Their new found love in Daniel Jones. That they can't make a run for this division? I'm sorry, I see hope for the Giants. Because the division, and, and that's the weird thing about the division, see? And that's the reason why they always make their division. Because nobody in their division ever runs away from their division. The division always looks like this. While in the AFC East, we got two teams that start off 0-5. Well, granted, we had two teams start off, I thought, 4-0, 5-0? So, it's there. It's there for the taking for the Giants. They can actually get close enough to actually possibly be the division winner and be the wild card. Like as we sit here in weeks with week seven around the corner, tomorrow that is, less than twenty four hours from now, the New York Giants are in playoff contention. I can't say that about the Jets. Can't say that about obviously the Miami Dolphins. You can say it's still about the Bills. Can't say that about Cincinnati. Can't say that for Washington. You can say it for the Giants. I have them come away with a victory because I think they see that. And I don't think they want to lose to another young quarterback. 
This is this is gonna be an interesting game, a, a duel of young quarterbacks. I'm gonna be wanting to watch this game. I'm, I'm kind of want to watch this whole week. I didn't really pay attention last week. I didn't I didn't really watch with the same eye that I normally watch with. The New York Knicks are losing eighty to seventy one with eleven minutes still early, about eleven minutes to go in the fourth. I have the LA Chargers beating the Tennessee Titans as they go into Tennessee. I have the New Orleans Saints going into Chicago. I have Chicago beating New Orleans. I, I don't. I still don't trust Mitchell Trubisky at all. But I definitely do trust that Chicago defense. I don't know what New Orleans defense quite looks like yet. I just know that Steady Teddy may get his waters rocked. And he won't be the Steady Teddy Bridgewater that we know. If he pulls out this victory, I'll eat it. I'll eat every bit of it. It'll be it'll be worth being wrong on this one. <clears throat> because as you guys already know, the New Orleans Saints, for the second straight year, are my Super Bowl favorites. I have them coming out, the NFC. I have them going on to play the New England Patriots or the New England Cheaters or Kansas City, whoever. If they play Kansas City, they're definitely going to win. They'll win that shootout. But I wanted to go and play new um the the New England Patriots because that's where the victory is really gonna be meaningful at. I mean, granted, you gonna want you gonna want the W anyway. But that's what's gonna be meaningful now. And if you win a game like today, if 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 you're proven wrong, and and you win a game like today against Chicago, right? Because you're able to overcome their daunting defense, then that allows you to go in and play what I think was gonna be with a level of confidence when you see the New England Patriots, and their defense. Because the New England Patriots defense, listen, I, I just kind of told you earlier, if you weren't paying attention, that they have not one, but two guys in their backfield that are in the top two that they are the top two in interceptions. So they can D up better than most. So a game like today, for, Ted, for to have a Teddy Bridgewater in there would be really good to see if New, the New Orleans Saints has a game plan that can counteract or even slow down or... Just flat out beat the Chicago Bears, who has a good defense, but a not so good offense. Like I said, it's just it's just more for a confidence piece when you go see a team like New England in the Super Bowl. Next up, we have Baltimore taking on Seattle, which is gonna be another game I'm gonna see. So here goes here goes definitely one of the multi best games of the week, right? Baltimore versus Seattle. That's going to be a game that we 
want to watch. Out of pure interest, Green Bay and Oakland is a team that is a game that we're going to want to watch. That's interesting. But more than anything else, Arizona and New Orleans and New York Giants. Definitely a multi-vest game of the week. Because the owner of multi-vest is a San Francisco fan, we probably want to see the a pick in the San Francisco, but they're playing Washington. We don't, nobody cares. But Baltimore versus Seattle is going to be a game that we're going to want to see. And normally we don't like to go up against Baltimore because, listen, Baltimore has a team and, 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 and they're one of our favorites to stay in contention. But they're going up against Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks. And Russell Wilson, I think, is one of the quarterbacks that everybody kind of strive to be like and play like. As we already told you where Russell Wilson was when it came to... Oh, well that's, well, that's more of a fantasy thing, actually, to be honest with you, about his about where his touchdowns are this year his and his touchdown-to-interception ratio. So we're going to see. Now, listen, Seattle's defense should already be used to be playing, playing and chasing a mobile quarterback. That's kind of what Russell Wilson is. But Lamar Jackson is Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is, 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 is one of the only few people to be compared in years to Michael Vick. Now, I'm hoping he's only compared to Michael Vick in his speed and not into Michael Vick with his read. Because if it is towards his more of his read than his speed, then we just need to enjoy Lamar Jackson these first five years of his career. I really hope it's just, it's just more for his speed than, than his read. I really wanted to start going through his progression and get that. And I thought he had that touch on his pass, but it doesn't seem like that touch is really there anymore. We thought we saw it the first two games. We haven't quite seen it since then. Seattle probably isn't the best team to try to work on your touch game. But, listen, you can dink and you, you can dunk and you can run. But you're going to really have to, gonna have to start getting that ball somewhere. But then Baltimore's going to have a bye week next week. So they're going to have a week to, to kind of get things back together, get themselves refreshed, get their, mind, get their mind back right, really start looking into film again and start figuring how uh, – I'm working their quarterback more than anything is really what I'm trying to say here, is that they got, they got opportunity to really reel their quarterback back in from the season and, and get a chance to work on him. And then when he comes back, you take on New England. And you see how well you do there, because that's going to be the ultimate. That's going to be the. That's like I said. You're going to be. You're going to start being tested if you're Baltimore, because you're talking about S Super Bowl championship winning quarterback and team in Seattle, Super Bowl winning and championship team in New England, and then after that, you're talking about shootout with young stud, the guy that we just called Jordan in Houston. <laughs> So you're going to have to start getting sharper. Like you can't start getting duller. Then you're going to play the L.A. Rams and the defense that they just had. So <laughs> things aren't easy if you're the Baltimore Ravens. So that's bye week next week after playing New England, after playing, after playing Seattle and possibly taking a loss there. Like Their next couple of wins, if they can't get this thing together, they're going to have a, a rough couple of weeks even following their bye week they take on san francisco in week 13 and we already know how, how how they've already started out and how that defense is looking we're going to see if they continue to be that same team or those kind of same players in that same position 
by week 13. Week 14, you take on Buffalo. And then we probably know that by the time it's cold, it's in Buffalo, things start to slow down. But then Buffalo will be in the cold, and you're going to have to go up to Buffalo in that cold. And we're going to see how you run then. And probably your run is probably going to do you the best then. And that probably be the first time that you that you really feel like you're able to get yourself out of some kind of funk. So if so, out of the next couple of weeks, we're talking about from week seven to week fourteen. There are not a lot of easy victories for Baltimore, and we're really gonna see what this Baltimore team is made out of. Right now, Baltimore is sitting at four and two. They may be four and three when they when they when they go into their bye, and then and then their next seven games after that. We're gonna see if they can come away with at least a fifty a fifty percent win record because that, cause that's where they're gonna get lucky and, and and see if they can do make noise. If they're lucky enough to finish around what? What am I saying here? Was that four and I mean eight and six? At that point in time, we're not talking about for the season. By the time you get to week fourteen, you're hoping to somewhere maybe be there. And then we'll see how them last two games go. So I got Baltimore um, losing against Seattle, but I'm going to want to see that loss. I'm going to want to see that loss. I got Philly beating Dallas, as we already spoke about that. And I got the New England Patriots just demolishing my Jets in New York. I see, I see no reason for the Jets to even have a chance. Folks, those are your Week 7 picks. think we're gonna have a good week this week <laughs> I, I don't see a lot i don't see too many hiccups i don't see too many any, any too many faux pas uh, I, I don't see too many biased picks I, I don't see too many picks that i did with just my heart if, if, if you if you want to be iffy on a, on a couple of things here i would say dallas philly can flip-flop baltimore um, seattle can flip-flop even new orleans chicago can flip-flop Arizona and the Giants can flip flop as well. Those are going to be the very few ones that we that we really worry about. Other than that, I feel kind of confident, and I feel kind of confident in telling you that this is the end of the show. I want to thank you for listening. It's been a blast. Don't forget, we come back. We'll start right here next same next next the same time next week, eight oh seven p.m. As you know, I'm on my tea time, so 8.07 p.m. can really mean like 8 between anywhere between 8.07 and 8.24. It's like a 17-minute, you know, gimme time in there. Some MYT time. We're going to continue to keep our eye on the NBA, see what happens. When we, when we come back next week, we're, we're going to be probably watching the NBA game of actual, actual not preseason, but an actual NBA game right in front of us next season or next week. Which is gonna be really good. We're gonna see if the Yankees are able to advance into the into the playoffs, or advance in the playoffs. That is, right now they are currently down, but we can they can make things right. Game four was postponed due to inclement weather, so there's gonna be a four straight games of baseball that is gonna be played for Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. From what all the experts say, the Yankees need to really finish this in six if they want to have a chance. The guy that they're going up against, they don't want to find him again in the seventh in, in the seventh closing game. We see Frank Nina Kino playing some really mighty good defense on Trey Young. 
Let's just go give Frank Communicator one. My of these. T. That's the end of the show. We're done. I don't even know why you still listening, B. Like if you listen to you, you you just really trying to hear me listen listen to me do this play by play. See Frank, you see Frank pass the ball up. He's on the wing. We got a hard drive by Bobby Portis. Oh, and it goes in. All right, reduce the deficit down 87-80. This is the Mighty Sports Podcast. I'm your one and only host, the Talento Martell, the Brooklyn Buster. Your favorite podcaster's favorite podcast. I'm glad you listen to the podcast. I'm one of your favorite podcasters. I want to thank you for listening. Don't forget, let the optimism of tomorrow be a foundation for your, for today. I love the fact that you guys take and listen to me. This has been our five, fifth season, man. God damn. I love it. I love you. You guys take it easy. Stay mighty. Sorry, boys. All the stitches in the world can't sew me together again. Lay down. Smoke weed every day. Lay down. Always knew I'd make a stop there. But a lot later than a whole gang of people thought. Last call for drinks. Bars closing down. Sun's out. Where we going for breakfast? Don't want to go far. Rough night. Tired, baby. Tired. My tea!